You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hello, listeners, and hello, Murph. Hello, AP. How's it going today? It's fantastic. It's a rainy day in yes. Iowa, but you know what? I actually love rainy days and because it means spring is on its way. Oh, I was going to say because you love biking in the rain. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I love biking in every weather. Well, this is a fun day because we are actually sitting in the same room, which doesn't happen for every episode. That's right. Yeah. We're lifting up the curtain where you're going to see behind the magic. Yeah. We're not always in the same room together. Yes, I know. So good sound quality and even more exciting. We have a third person in the same room with us. Should we introduce them? Absolutely. Or maybe they could introduce themselves because everyone will recognize this voice when you hear it. Wait, should we... No. Okay, go ahead. Just say who you are. Uh, Matt Fippen, ride director. Yay! Reg Yay! Matt and AP and me, all in the same room. That's right. So it's a great time to be together here in this cozy conference room at the Cedar Rapids Public Library. Yes. Thank you for hosting. Yes. Um, and we just wanted to get together and talk a little bit about the Ragbrite L route that was just recently announced. Yeah, so um, obviously we knew, we found out about the overnight towns way back in January, which isn't it crazy that it's already, like yeah, spring March. is happening very soon. Spring is happening. But anyway, um, you guys announced all the in-between towns. So now we really know, or tentatively, I know that things may change if weird things, construction, or I don't know what happens. But um, we wanted to do a little bit deeper dive, find out maybe what you were thinking when you designed the route, maybe some of the communities that maybe we could highlight. I don't know. It's going to be an exciting episode. Yay. This is when we really get in to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Okay. So first let's, um, I know the listeners already know this, but let's hit the overnight towns real quick. Okay, great. So Back in January, we had the route announcement party, and the whole world learned the the towns that we were going to visit for Ragbri 50, and those towns are Sioux City, Storm Lake, Carroll, Ames, Des Moines, Tama Toledo, Coralville, and Davenport. Yes. I can't even pick which one I'm the most excited about. I mean, Coralville is your hometown. Yeah, I was going to say I can pick. <laughs> Just kidding. I love them all. I love them all. And we are not going to ask Matt to pick his favorite because that'd be like t- asking your favorite child. Yeah, yeah I, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, you know, here we are at the time of this recording in mid-March. Have you actually visited all of these communities like once, twice, uh, a few times? Four, four and a half times. Four and a half. Uh, four with Ann in the truck, and then uh, we've done half the route with the state patrol based oh. on schedules. So yeah, four and a half times, and we're back on the road Monday for our fifth plus time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then are you just going to these overnight communities and just driving around, or are you actually meeting with people? We're meeting. So we, 
I want to get as much, you know, eyes on the route as possible. So we drive the entire bike route from start to finish. Uh, we leave on Monday. I swing down to Des Moines, pick up Ann, and then we shoot to uh, Sioux City. And then we are, we are basically back on our homes that following Friday. But we do meet with all the overnight towns. Um, we have, you know, scheduled meetings, and the meetings have a method to, to the madness. You know, we just uh, had a meeting, you know, early on about campgrounds. That's one of the first things we have to start looking at is where's oh, everybody sure. going to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the first meetings. Uh, we met uh, – a week ago now and it was all about food and vendors and what to what to look and how to plan um and then uh next week we do kind of the same campground revisit and just kind of just keep dialing stuff in i think that answers some of the questions that we get a lot which are why don't you have the campgrounds ready why don't you have this information why yeah. don't you have that information it's because we do it in order in order of importance in order of what takes the longest to plan mm -hmm. like matt said there is a method to the madness yeah it's the campground is definitely the biggest lift mm -hmm. for communities you know they kept looking at last year you know, there was a community in mind that you know this one lady did a fantastic job doing campgrounds but she was stressed all the time because she's trying to put everybody in the right spot and make everybody feel good about it. And, you know, it's, it's hard because as soon as we announce, you know, Ragbrai Nation starts calling friends and family in these communities oh, sure. and trying to lock yeah. things in. And it's, it's good and it's bad because, you know, it's good from the standpoint, they know where they want to sleep, but you know, it's bad from the standpoint of they're just, they're truly overwhelmed trying to figure their life out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, my impression is that the campground coordinator and the housing coordinator, that's some of the most difficult jobs to do on RAGBRAI just because of what you said, the complexity. For sure. Right. So when, you know, I've seen a lot of messages on social media where someone's like, you know, my husband's going to be driving the RV. Uh, what street are we coming in on and where can they park? So the answer based on what you just said is uh, none of that's been firmed up yet. So everyone just needs to... Take a deep breath. Calm yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. Like just, they're, they're trying yeah. to plan. Like they oh, want to yeah. plan just like we're trying to plan. You know, we want to be able to give them true solid facts. Yes. And, yeah. you know, if you fast forward into, you know, into June when we do a pre-ride, that's truly the last time we'll get eyes on the route from a bike standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then we know for sure these, these roads are going to be good. So much can happen. You know, if you look at mother nature right now, like it's, it's really soggy outside. So stuff will change, you know, mm -hmm. construction projects that should be done by then because of rain and other issues may not be done by then. So there's a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It'd be super easy to just drop everything right now and then constantly change things yeah, until then we just wait yeah. yeah so um you know the reason that we're together today is to kind of deep dive into all the communities that we're going to be passing through so give us an overview of how you you know you announced the overnights and then you had to somehow connect the dots yeah so like what's the What's the process? Well, it's, you know, you, once you get the overnight towns kind of locked in and they're signed on and they're good, then that's kind of the first check of the box, right? You're, you feel good about, we know the route is going to go from this side to this side and we know we're going to run through these communities. Yeah. So then you start looking at, you know, how do we get from a, you know, a Sioux city to a storm lake? And, you know, based on it, where you're at in Iowa, there's only so many roads you can use, you know, on the West side of the state, there's, there's, it's slim pickings in some areas. So you have to be really strategic on how to make that work. Plus you're looking at things from a mileage standpoint, you know, how many miles does it take? Cause you could easily, you know, take a hundred miles to get from Sioux city to storm Lake if you wanted to, but you, you, you don't want to do that. You want to make it the best, the quickest, the easiest route. That, and it makes the most sense. Um, 
and you, you start plotting that and you, you start looking at the towns. Uh, I went back to history and looked at maps of previous years and said, okay, in, in what year do we kind of, were, were we in this area? What roads do we use? What towns did we use? Mm -hmm. And then you start, you know, start plotting it out. Um, that's all good on paper. It look it looks great on paper, <laughs> but then you start really diving into things. And you know this this year was one of the first years that we got in front of the DOT early, and they had the route you know in October for the most part. And we started truly zooming in on it and looking at it because you know the 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 towns are great, but if that road is under construction and we can't get right. there, we have to figure something else out. Right. So it's letting them see the route. We're literally going mile by mile with the DOT and looking at all their projects. So they, they have a five-year plan. And, you know, a lot of these guys are connected with the county guys, so they kind of know some of the county stuff. But in, until you know that there's no road construction, that's the biggest, the you know, the, the factor that gets in the way of that. Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't know how many years back, but when that bridge was out. Oh, yeah. And I feel like when we went on pre-ride, they were feeling pretty confident that the bridge would be complete. Yep. And it was not. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we all made it. Yep. We had to walk our bikes down a, some sort of dirt. Yep. Uh, dirt, dirt around. Yeah. And, I mean, we, and we made the, it. We but... had the same thing last year, too, with that bridge being out, you know, and yes. that's something that had popped up. And I remember, you know, I've told the story, like, I'm in literally in the car with the state patrol, and we're driving the route, and I'm feeling like a million bucks. Like, this route's great. And we're, <laughs> and then my phone rings, and this county guy goes, yeah, the bridge you're going to cover on this, this road is going to be out. And we're literally like right there like so we like we pull over and we get out and we, we we look at it and yeah for sure so you know by the time that we brought the riders through the bridge was still out and mm. we had to detour around it yeah. uh there's going to be a section this year where um we found out there's a bridge project and the bridge is going to be out and there's no chance it's going to be where it needs to be so we are going to detour riders um on some gravel for a little bit and we drove the gravel a couple weeks ago and it, it's probably the it's a gravel road, but I really wouldn't call it a gravel road. It's just, it's hard packed. Mm -hmm. um, but like just things like that, that, you know, we want to go to this community and it's the only way we can get there. Otherwise we have to remove the community from the map. So we have to figure out how we can make that work. Yeah. Speaking of communities, uh, I see, especially on the beginning part of the route this year, there's a lot of favorites yeah. on the route. Do you design the route around favorite communities? I mean, not like as if you could pick favorites, but Communities that really love having Ragbrag do an all-star job of hosting, do you design around that at all? I definitely look at that. I mean, you want to go where people want you there, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I found out that my love of Ragbrai is different than other people's love of Ragbrai. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's, yeah. there's different levels of commitment. I mean, there's towns that, you know, when they find found out we wanted to come, they couldn't say yes fast enough. I mean, they were sure. so excited because they see the impact of what it could be for their community and they're proven and, um, you know, they're, they have strong cycling ties and it makes my job easy because that's how I get excited. Like when somebody behind the counter says, oh my gosh, yes, we want you. It makes my job easy because we just, the process rolls. But then when, um, you know, you talk to someone, they say, yeah, we don't want you. <laughs> and you know, there's some are, some are nice, but some are just like point blank. Yeah. We don't, we didn't have a good experience with Reg in previous sure. years. Um, we're not a strong cycling community. Um, it, well, it, it could it, be as simple as we don't have the manpower. Oh, like, for we sure. don't have volunteers. You know, we only, ha we had one church and now we don't, you know, we go to another town to go Absolutely. to church. So you don't have the volunteer. And we, we saw that last year. And that's, you know, some of these towns last year, some of these smaller ones out of the gate said, absolutely not, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then the community found out that, you know, the mayor 
And the city manager said no, and that riled the community up, and the community said, we want RAGBRAI, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess in, in my life, in my world, I've, I've always tried ways to say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just say no right out of the gate. Let's find a way to say yes. And if, you know, we talk through every possible scenario and, you know, we, we can't do it, then I, I understand. But, God, when we get shot in the foot right out of the gate, it makes it hard to, to fix it. But, um, yeah, we did have some communities this year that um, – you know, from a support standpoint, from the riders said no. So we have to figure out some pockets that we have to fill mm-hmm. um, where those towns would be. But that's how our ride is safe. You know, you you roll through towns that can support the riders. Right. And, you know, when there's these long stretches of 20 you know plus miles where there's nothing, uh, we have to have a vendor support there because there's not a town that can help these riders refuel. Yeah. Just all part of being thoughtful about the route and you know, putting all the pieces together. For sure. sure. Yeah. It always continues to amaze me, even after I've known you guys for so many years, how much work goes into this ride. Like it's so much more than just packing my bag and showing up on the west side of the state. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> it, it's really interesting as an employee because I work really hard all the time. I do so much on my own for Ragbury, and then we all come together in our team meetings. And I mean, it's not a surprise, but every single one of our team members has been been doing just as much work in their own world. Yeah, for sure. and then we all it all comes together. Yeah, so it's and kind it's of fun. The best ride ever. I mean, we already know that. We know, yeah. yeah. So should we get into maybe? Um, it's up to you, Matt, if you want to go through every single community or just maybe give us some highlights. Yeah, we can, we can touch on it. I mean, it's, you know, to answer kind of AP's point even more about the towns we roll through, you know, there's only so many towns that, that make sense, right? So, um, you know, by default, there are towns that we just have to go through. Yeah. You know, so you hope that we have support because sure. if the town says no, yeah. there really isn't a whole lot of ways around it. And there's a town that we, you know, are going to go through that, you know, we had a you know, the zigzag of Highway 20 last year because there wasn't a town in, oh, in, right. in that area. Yeah. You know, we have a town now that, you know, allows us to pass, you know, under, you know, the road basically and, and be safe where if that town's not on the map, then we're going back to the drawing board saying, hey, how do we zigzag over the, this this road again? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, there's a couple towns that, you know, dropped off the map this year because of, you know, them just not wanting to be a part of it. Uh, you know, the nice thing about that is it, 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 it helped the route out. I was just trying to bring the ride to them. So it basically made the ride, you know, a little bit easier, lessen the mileage up a little bit for that day. Uh, but man, you really want riders and towns to say, yep, we want to go to this community. Yeah. And now, okay, before we get into the, each of the towns too far, do you anticipate the number of towns to change a lot before the ride or? Um, so when I, when I originally started uh, just writing my notes down to kind of think of what I wanted it to come out of 50, my goal was 500 miles and 50 communities. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool to have 50 communities on route and on in my brain and on paper that really was great. I well, mean, yeah. it, look, it looked amazing, <laughs> yeah, right? Sounds great. Sounds cool. <laughs> um, well, the good news is we have 500 miles. Like we're going to be at 500 miles and it's, it's going to be dialed in from, from that standpoint. Um, the difference is though, we did have, you know, communities that because of construction projects, because of a couple of you know, communities saying no, dropped it down. So right now, as of today, there are 38 communities on oh, okay. route. Um, now there's also some spots where we're going to roll through some unincorporated communities, but there's no support. So there, if you look at an Iowa map, there are dots on the map. They're just not on, on our map. Yeah. So, um, you know, there may be vendor support in some of those communities mm-hmm. for the most part, but for, you know, 
in the big picture, they're not placed on our map for a reason. Um, you know, if we put a, a name on a, uh, our map and, you know, throw it out there, riders are going to expect to stop there. And then if there's nothing, they can't figure out why there's nothing there. Yeah, so yeah. we have to be very smart. And there's also, you know, some spots too, where we turn right and literally a left turn is into a community, oh, but there's yeah. no way to get in and get riders out without head to head traffic. So, you know, there's a couple of towns that wanted us to be, wanted to be on route and because we couldn't bring the route to them and get them out easily, they have to be off the map. So, yeah. you know, there was just things that our, our, 50 communities dropped down to 38. And as of right now, I don't see any major changes going forward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but the, who knows what's going to happen over the next couple months. Okay. We'll, we'll just really celebrate the 38. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We will. Yeah. Okay. So the, this year's Rag Bri starts in Sioux City. And uh, we were there not too many years ago, but um, from Sioux City, the first town, it's quite a long stretch. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a 28 plus mile stretch. Wow. Um, you know, the, the other issue that riders have to think about, too, is there's a lot of lead out times from where our campsite is in these big communities. So there's sections where it takes seven miles just to get out of the town oh, okay. because you're you're in Sioux City, you're down by the river and you got to navigate all the, you know, the, the roads to get basically to the county line and, and then go. So, yeah, so that first town out of the gate is, you know, roughly t about 28 miles. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where as a rider, you have to prepare yourself the best way possible mm -hmm. and not just rely on, oh, the town will take care of me and then I'll be good. So, you know, we've talked to Sioux City a little bit about having breakfast as, as the riders leave, which in most cases we don't rely on that, that, that host community to be a breakfast provider the next morning. Sure. But in this case, they're, they're going to have to be. And I, you know, I, I talked, we talked to them a couple of weeks ago and I said, coffee is like one of the biggest things. People are less grouchy when they have their coffee, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they have a yeah. full belly, but if they don't have their coffee. Yeah. They're, they're still, they're still a bear. So, um, you know, finding coffee along the way and then finding a breakfast vendor that can be in between that mileage because like the, I think the sweet spot for a ride is at 10 to 15 miles yeah. is kind of the good yeah. sweet spot so if we can find a food vendor that's at that mile 10 to 15 along the way that can you know kind of refuel riders and get them into to Kingsley that first time I think we'll, we'll be in a good spot um, you know there's just looking at that stretch because of the rolling hills. And if you guys rode last year in Sergeant bluff, it's very, it looks very similar. There's just not a lot of good spots to set up on the right-hand side of the road because yeah, of okay. the, you know, the, the country and the farms. Um, but we'll find something that riders can have some support. I really love those rolling hills though. It's, it's interesting as a cyclist, like it keeps you engaged. And I say, if you're going to have a 28 mile stretch, why not do it right off the bat when you got fresh legs? Get it out of the gate. Yep, exactly. Yep. So, um, I looked up Kingsley, Iowa on the internet and their theme is, or their town motto is some bigger, none better. Ooh, so okay. it'd be a great first stop. Okay. Yeah. They got a, they got an awesome downtown. Um, they have a downtown that has parking in the middle of the roads. So you can park on the left side, you can park on the right side and then you can park down the middle of the road too. Oh, wow. So a really wide road. I mean, it's a perfect rag bright community. Um, yeah. So when we go there, I always park in the middle cause I don't get the option of parking <laughs> in the middle of the roads when I, <laughs> when I go home. <laughs> Okay, so from Kingsley, um, I don't even know how to say this next town. Wasta. Wasta. And they are known. I know this because it's on my calendar every year. I have a like an Iowa history calendar, and they say that they are the coldest spot in Iowa. Coldest? Yes. Negative 47 degrees yeah. without Whoa. the wind chill. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah 1912, I think yeah. is what I saw in history. that. In history. I'm not sure. I don't have the year, but I just remember that. Yeah. Oh, yep, 1912. 1912. Yep. 
So wow. Well, I, let's. It's not going to be that cross cold. our fingers. Yeah, it'll, that be that it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> it'll be a little warm July. It'll be a maybe a pleasant memory for us in July, depending on the temperature. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. So then we move on to the third and final pastor town of the day at Quimby. Quimby, yeah. They're uh, uh, all these towns are were on the original route in, in '73. So, oh, cool. Okay. Um, you know, to have them back on it, and you know, people wanted more support that week. But to have you know the first day out of the gate be truly a throwback to 1973 sure. was kind of the the goal. And it's also throwback Jersey Day, so it'll be it is 100 appropriate. Oh gosh, I can't decide which jersey I'm going to wear. I have so many fun way back when jerseys. You might have to do a wardrobe change. Yeah, every midday. town yeah. change. No, I mean, you have the bike bags. To do like it. A, yeah, <laughs> lots, a lot of clothing to bring on the on <laughs> you're ride. Right, you're right. Okay, from there, so it's, so literally, Sioux City, Kingsley, Washta, Quinby, and then we're in Storm Lake. Storm Lake, yeah. Day one is in the books. I did some uh, some researching, and combined, those communities have 26 years of red bike experience. Wow, Ooh. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sioux City with eight overnight stops, with you know this year being the, the, the 20 or the eighth, and then Quimby was at seven. So. Um, yeah, to have 26 years of rag bra experience, yeah. they'll be in a good spot. Yeah. Sometimes when we go through the route, I look at the towns and I'm like, geez, I don't have any memory of this town or I don't know exactly what to picture when I think of the town. But some of these towns, especially earlier in the ride and then around Corville, I we've been there so many times that I remember and I look forward to visiting. Yeah. 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 And um, we'll be touching on this on future episodes, but would you describe um, your driving? Because obviously you haven't ridden it yet, but um, is it a pretty hilly day? It's Yeah, it's super flat. I mean, it's all downhill <laughs> from <laughs> City into Storm Lake. No, Matt, it's, it's, Matt, it is a, it's going to be a punch in some spots. Um, you know, I've said this multiple times and I'll say it again now. If you choose to mail it in and not train and just show up in July, you will be cursing my name up every hill because there are just some long, you know, grinders that, um, you know, once you get to the top, the views are going to be amazing, mm-hmm. but there are some long stretches, but you know, with any long stretch going up, there's always that much fun stretch going down too. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you, there's a lot of climb that first day for sure. So yeah. here we are mid March, you're learning about the pass through communities and you're hearing it from Matt Fippen himself. Get on your bike and start training now. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. All right, so we're going to have a fun time in Storm Lake. We get up the next morning, and we've got – this is – I think this is going to be my favorite day. Really? Yeah. I'm but, excited. But tell us about it. So um, we talked about having to cross, you know, Highway 20, and early will be the first town out of the gate to help us with that. Um, they will be our breakfast community. Uh, it makes the ride safe. We can just pass right, you know, by 20 and not have any any major concerns or any major issues. Um, but, yeah, that will be the first town out of the gate, roughly about 17, 18 miles, give or take. Um, but, yeah, a proven community. Uh, they've been on route just recently back-to-back. 2021 and 2023 so that they they remember what what they, what sure. they did last time yeah. um, they're making some changes obviously to, to this year but you know one of the the big things that we can touch on really quick is you know in previous years these pass-through towns didn't have support from us we always helped the meeting towns with you know some financial backing and the overnight towns so this year our team kind of put our heads together and said how do we help these towns out and the answer was well we just need to give them money out of the gate mm-hmm. to, yeah. to, to, 
to plan and prepare. I mean, you think about, you know, porta potties being the number one expense for these small towns because they don't have just porta potties laying around. So yeah. uh, we built a budget into our, well, we built it into our budget. So we're going to give every uh, pass through town $5,000. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter on the internet. You know, when do they get it? Is it before? Is it after the, the plan is before? I mean, they have expenses now, so they, they need the money now. We don't want them to wait to the ride, you know, to get done. And this, this money is for them, you know, that some of the chatter said, oh, they'll, they'll have to pay a rag bride back. No, that's not the case at all. Like mm-hmm. we want them to have this money to invest it in their community and then be able to book porta potties out of the gate because, you know, once people start, you know, finding out that they're on route, everybody needs porta potties. So if you wait and, and, and just, you know, look at that as, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it, you might not have the full selection of porta potties that these other towns have because they, they beat you to it. So uh, we'll get the riders, or excuse me, the communities, the money as soon as possible. And then that's their money to use to help out pull out this event. Well, and you know, they say money can't buy happiness, but it sure does help. Yes, <laughs> so. it does. It truly and does. I do feel like porta potties would be pretty important. It's very important. <laughs> Quite. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I just want to, before we move on from early, shout out to early being the home of Miss Jennifer Wyatt. Oh, yes. Yes, Yes. Jen Wyatt. Awesome. Okay. From early, we go to Lakeview. Yes. And that is actually the meat town, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, there's a lake there, Lakeview. Can you view it? Can you view it? You can view the lake. Um, It is a beautiful community. Uh, They've been on route six times since uh, the start of Ragbri. Uh, the last time was 2012. So super excited. Uh, they have a beautiful little you know, downtown area. Uh, and the people that we've talked to that are from that area are super excited to get riders back. I believe a couple of years ago when the route passed near Lakeview, we had a hotel there one night. And I remember thinking, I sure wish Ragbri would come here. Mm-hmm. So we good. are. Wish granted. Yep. So then we move on to Brita. 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 Yep. Which now that one I don't, I have to look up. Okay, I'll tell you a quick story about Brita. So my very first time um, being self-contained, right, uh, bagging to Ragbri, I literally left from my home, and we biked all the way to the start of Ragbri. And we took some extra days. We were just having fun. My first time, so my bike probably weighed at least 800 pounds. I don't know. (laughs) Minimum. Yeah. And so there were some nice bike trails. We ended up in Brita, and that was kind of where all the other people that were bagging to Ragbri, somehow they all joined there and we ended up staying for two days. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> so my first time I realized like they are very, very bike centric. You know, they understand bikes. It yeah, was they're excited. I am so excited to go there again. Okay. Looking at pictures, I do recognize it. And their yeah. motto is Brita, believe it. Ooh. Ooh like so yeah. Okay. Too. Yeah. Good. Well, this year I will not spend two days there, but I'm excited to go. <laughs> and then we have just like a kind of a short jaunt to the next town, which is Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Very small. It's one of those like, don't blink, you'll miss it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but they have this big, I don't know what, you know, what kind of church it is, but this massive church on the left-hand side of the road, that's just a beautiful old church. And, uh, they are super excited to get us there. Um, not a whole lot in that town from a support standpoint, so we'll have to make sure we have some vendors there to help out. But, yeah, I, I, this is why I love Regbury because you roll to these small town communities that are, you know, they're still on the map for a reason. So uh, they'll be ready for us. So from Mount Carmel, we end up in our overnight stop, which is Carroll, Iowa. Iowa. Yay. What can you tell us about Carroll? 
Uh, strong baseball tradition. That was one of the reasons I wanted to go there, just knowing about state baseball and that community. Uh, that community is amazing. Uh, we toured campgrounds a couple of weeks ago, and we went from amazing green space to amazing green space to the point where I asked the Parks and Rec guy, can you just show us some crappy piece of land you guys have? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't believe that it existed in that town. Uh, tons of green space, though. Uh, amazing, fun little area where the, the, you know, the, the party's going to be. Uh, but definitely a town that has strong you know, ties to uh, Iowa. Good. And I believe they have a really good bike trail network that connects to them as well. So, you know, if you want to do some more miles after the oh, ride, boy. You know, yeah. or if you want to do some training, um, the Sock Rail Trail is out there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you could train in the area where you're going to be riding later this July. Cool. Okay. We've got another day, another day of biking yes. ahead of us. We leave Carroll and first stop is Glidden. 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 Yep. And we're going to get there on a major road. Highway 30. Oh, Wow. Whoa. People are losing their minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, when, when I remember talking to the, you know, the DOT last year and it was my kind of my first year getting to know them and them getting to know me. And we, you know, we were working on Regbri 49, but we were talking about Regbri 50 and what that looked like. And, you know, I just made a comment about, yeah, we're just going to we're gonna, we're gonna have to close some big roads down next year. <laughs> and the, you know, the group kind of paused a little bit and they all kind of like looked at each other, like, is this kid joking or what's, is this real <laughs> right now? And, um, you know, we're going to go on a major road and it's, there's not too many sections to get out of that town based on miles and where we, where we wanted to go. So there is a seven mile stretch where we will punch out on highway 30 and then dip down into, into Glidden. Does that yeah. mean we have to maintain 65? Yeah, 65 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, that's why, bikes. that's why you need to train now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Eat those yep. power bars. Yep. Um, so that's going to be a major traffic headache. But I'm assuming that you have that all figured out. Yeah, it's, it's you know, obviously we have the support of the DOT. Yeah. We have the support of the state patrol. Um, we're going to make sure it's signed very well leading up to it and just say, hey, like, make sure you find a different route that day. It's it's the first town out of the gate. So from, from 6 a.m. to whatever, however long it takes for people to go seven miles to get off that wool, right. it will cause some, you know, some people to get, you know, to have to change their day a little bit. Um, but, you know, being a straight shot where we can truly manage that road will be good. Um, the road's in great shape, obviously, because it is, is, is a major highway. Uh, but, you know, just to say you rode on a major highway is kind of a big deal oh, for this yeah. year. That's awesome. I know. It always feels like a little treat to go on the highway. Yeah. All right. So from there, we roll. Looks like quite a good stretch on into Jefferson. And Jefferson is special because, well, for many reasons, but it is the home of Chuck Offenberger. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, we were we were there. We stopped in there a couple of weeks ago just to pass through, and there was a coffee shop. So Ann wanted her coffee, so we got in there. Mm -hmm. And Chuck's, Chuck's sitting in the back corner talking to all his boys, and so it, it was good to see him. <laughs> and the, for those who don't know, Chuck has been involved with Ragbri, I mean, deeply involved with Ragbri for many years back in the, I don't know, couple, a decade ago, two decades ago, but he was Iowa boy. He was the columnist uh, for the Des Moines Register, and he rode Ragbri many a time. So um, shout out to Chuck Offenberger. And the other thing I remember about Jefferson is that they have a magnificent bell tower in the middle of town. They do. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that they like to ring yes yeah. no it's a yeah it's a beautiful community obviously they've hosted before so this is something new to be a pass-through you know it's one of those things where they they know how to do the overnight now it's just figured out how to do the pass-through and you know sometimes depending on who you talk to that's the that's a e much easier lift they get in they get out and you can reset and be back to normal before anybody blinks so yeah. uh, you know jefferson is a it was a, a town early on that i wanted to hit yeah 
And then, so our next town on the route is Rippy. And at the count of three, everyone say what comes first to mind when you think Rippy. One, two, three, Burr Ride. Burr Ride, yeah. <laughs> I was just in Rippy for Burr Ride uh, in February. And I will say, I know a lot of these communities have beautiful artwork or murals or all that good stuff. But Rippy, like one whole side of a building is says Rippy and it. It's going to be great for folks. It's a, it's a fun community yeah. uh, because of Burr and the history of what Burr is. Like, I remember doing that ride years and years ago, and it was, we were on bikes, so it was fun, but man, one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I just, once your body goes cold, yeah. I don't care what you do, you just can't get warm. And I had, I thought I had enough layers, and it was so miserable, yeah. but. Um, yeah, it's a, if you've never done that ride, it's definitely something you have to do. And, uh, a quick side note, Burr Ride stands for bike ride to Rippy. So it's literally, uh, like a charity ride for the town of Perry. So you bike from Perry to Rippy and back and it's regardless of weather. So yeah, it's like yes. in, in what month? February. It's That's the right. first weekend in February. So luckily this year it was very mild. Yes. But sometime I remember doing that ride when it's windy and it hurts. Icy Your body and, just oh aches gosh, and it, yeah. yeah, it's brutal. But once again, it will not be like that. That's right. That'd be right. Nice. So new memories in Rippy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So from Rippy, we end up in Luther. Now I don't know if I've been to Luther. So we have been to Luther. The last time we were there, we went to what you smoking? What you smoking? Oh yeah, yes, it was so that's good. Right. Yeah, so that's just it's. Uh, I don't even know if I had barbecue there, but it's such a cool place. It's such a memorable bike welcoming spot. Yeah, I had yeah. a very nice beer on their patio. Yeah, they're good. they're good. They have the you know big garage doors they open up, and um, yeah, we were there a couple weeks ago and had lunch there. Ann and I, and I don't know what the pickles were, but they had some amazing pickles. Oh, they were so good, well right. chopped up. Yeah, oh, lo- but the barbecue was also pretty good too. Love a top tier pickle. <laughs> that's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from Luther, we end up in our next overnight, which is Ames, home of the Iowa State Cyclones. That's right. And if anyone was riding with us in 2018, you got to remember our stop there because we rode through the stadium. Yes, it was so cool. Yeah, it was something that, you know, being a Hawkeye, to have that memory and say that I did it, it was pretty cool to say that we did that. And, you know, even that day, I was in uh, Coralville last week, we were talking about the week and... Um, Josh Schomberger brought up, what, what did you do in uh, the stadium? And I, we created a Strava segment <laughs> to basically go as fast as we could around that stadium, and we named it Herky's House. Oh. And it lasted for a while, but I think some Iowa State fans found it before the ride, and they got in there, and they they beat it. But, yeah, it was definitely – it was called Herky's House for a little while. Uh, yeah, and – as soon as we announced Ames, that was one of the first questions somebody asked me. Are we going to ride in the stadium? And I know they don't have their plans together yet, but it's certainly memorable. Yeah, for sure. We're, I mean, we're going to be right there. They have the new bridge that goes over the, you know, the stadium. That whole area has been, I mean, blown up. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful then, but it's like it's so much you know, more developed now. And, um, you know, being an Iowa guy, like, it's a pretty cool area, too, to be, to be in there. Yeah, they're one of the towns, one of the many Iowa towns that has truly embraced cycling. For sure. Yeah, so... I, as a Hawkeye, I have to say, you know, I do enjoy going to Ames. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So then we start afresh a on our Guinness World Record Day, Ooh. where we're trying to get break the world record with the number of riders on the route that day. And, you know, we just might hit it. And to some people, that sounds very scary. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I went on record saying I see some big numbers that day and I won't mention the numbers because people lost their minds when I said those numbers but you know I didn't I didn't say those numbers to be arrogant or you know to be you know to live dangerously through this ride I said those numbers to like wrap our minds around 
what truly could be possible that day. And, you know, when you look at the, the mileage, when you look at the communities that we're connecting with Ames and Des Moines, um, you know, if it is, if we are blessed with the weather we had last year, people are going to come ride that day. And we have to prepare for that. We have to know that, unfortunately, there will be riders that we won't be able to account for that will just show up and be the bandit and, and, and ride that day. Um, but we need to prepare these towns to be ready for this. And I'm not worried about the roads being able to handle it. I'm worried about making sure we have enough food and water in these communities sure. to, to support it. So, you know, my, my pitch is if you haven't registered for Egbra yet, you know, there obviously is still time, but you got to do it because we have to be able to give these towns solid facts and be able to tell them this number of riders because yeah. they, they've registered for it. Yep. Um, it's the only way we can truly win that day is knowing truly how many people are coming. And mm-hmm. you know what it's, we were talking about our charters and our charters are completely sold out. I'm like, gosh, I wish I had that, that feeling of knowing exactly how many people are going to be coming mm-hmm. and we had to take care of because it just makes the planning process so much easier. So we're going to plan for the, the numbers we talked about and work with, you know, all our organizations to help pull this off in the communities. But you know, if, if you haven't registered yet, please go register. Yeah. And what is the world record? Like, what are you trying to beat? 48,615, I think is the number. It's kind of a... But the, and the record is people biking together? It's a bicycle, largest bicycle parade, people on bikes on a parade. Okay. Because I am a part of the world record for the largest amount of people doing the hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. I think you are too. Right? I, I am too. Yeah. yeah I was Were you there? there? No. Okay. No. Nope. So yeah. So I want to be in another, another world record. So yeah. So we're working with that team to figure out how we're going to pull this off. Uh, we'll have to work with obviously the Guinness book because, you know, yeah. we want them there that night on stage to be able to present us with, you know, the record breaking uh, certificate. Um, but you know, it's, it's what I, what I want people to understand is, you know, this Guinness book of world records is, is a cool thing, but not at the expense of you know, just throwing out safety and, you know, we want to make sure that the riders are safe that day. They're on the roads. We will not announce any of those roads in that area until we know they're truly dialed in and they make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've evolved. And obviously you have not just our eyes looking at it, but you have every, you know, city government that's in in that area looking at it too, to make sure it's safe for them. Um, but no, at, at the end of the day, like it'd be, it'd be great to break this record and have, you know, the reg brand name on this, but not at the expense of you sure. know, safety for our riders. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, with that, let's talk about some of the towns that we're going to be passing through because they are truly all-star towns oh, in yes. the Iowa cycling world. Yes, they are. Yeah. So we'll start with Slater. Yes. Proven, proven bike town for sure. Absolutely. And it's on the high trestle trail that if you don't know, it's a really famous in our region, it may be nationally where there's a beautiful bridge that crosses, I guess, a canyon. I don't know, a, a depression in the road. <laughs> it's a very big gorge-like thing. And um, it's a beautiful tra- beautiful bridge, beautiful trail. We're not going on that on Ragbri. Go look at it in your own time. I highly recommend it. But Slater is well used to getting catering to cyclists, yes, um, hosting cyclists, and... Um, yeah, I highly recommend Slater as a, if you want to be training on the, the route that you'd be training on or riding on, on Ragbright, Slater would be a good choice. Yes. Slater has been on route seven times yeah. since the start. Um, last time was in 2011, but yeah, truly a, a bike friendly community. Sure. Yeah. And equally as bike friendly is the next town, which is Madrid, not Madrid. It is Madrid and the home of a friend of the friend of the podcast, friend of Ragbri, yeah, friend Olson. of 
Matt Fippen. Friend of, yeah, friend, <laughs> friend of mine. Scott um, Olson. We're not going to claim him as friends. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Friends of, all of, okay. friends of Scott all of us. Okay. Scott Olson. Yes. Yep. Um, and Madrid is also um, on that high trestle trail. So very, very bike friendly. Absolutely. Sure. Yep. There's a lot of cool places to stop. They're going to be fantastic. I've never been there at breakfast time in either of those communities except for Ragbri. So yeah, that's, cool. yeah. that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that's one of those towns that you know just is super excited. I mean, whether it's a text message or an email that we get, but yeah, just the towns folks are just they're super jacked for Ragbri to come through. And it, uh, yeah, if you're going to have a world record day, have it with towns like these. Mm-hmm, oh sure. yeah, and yeah. I hope some of those small businesses are open in Madrid because it's just a really cute community. Yeah. I did notice there was an article that our friend Philip Jones. Philip Jones wrote that um, he got a, he had a quote from you talking about the High Trestle Bridge, mm-hmm. um, which is not on the route, but it's very very close. Do you want to touch on that at all? Or? Yeah, we definitely can. You know, there are. I mean, when we started planning this route, multiple emails. Hey, if you go in this area, we have to get on this bridge. We have to ride. We have to ride this, and you know that bridge can just, you know, from a traffic standpoint, will not be able to support the numbers that day. Um, It will be there. You know, it's technically, it would be off route. It's, you know, we want, you know, we're working with these communities to make sure that this ride is safe. Right. And, you know, the route is getting dialed in. And if we wanted you to go on the the, the trail and ride that bridge, we'd we'd put it on the map. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to be a account for as many people as possible and if people are spilling onto that and you know I understand it's it's hurting cats and the cats are going to go where the cats want to go but that day and you know you know other days on Ragbri because of the, the, the pure numbers we need you sticking to the route uh, because if you if, if riders do leave and they go off route and something does happen we just can't bring you support yeah so if you're a oh, reg- right. if you're a registered rider and something happens to you and you need help we don't know you're down on a trail somewhere where we like, we, we can't get to you. So, uh, you know, working with these towns and the towns have asked, hey, we, we just need to use this trail to help uh, alleviate some of the pain of the roads. And I said, we, we just can't because right. then we have too many spots where people can be. So it is beautiful. And, you know, to AP's point, go back and visit it and, and check it out and yes. write it because it is a it's one of those things in Iowa that truly is a landmark that people want to go back and see. But this day, we need you to stick to the route. Um, we need riders to be very efficient um, because we're on major, we're going to be on some major roads and you know uh, on a stretch that we'll talk about after this next town it's a it's a major highway that is used daily and it's under construction and there's a lot of businesses on there so we need to do right by them and make our ride as efficient as possible oh, so sure, they get yeah. from start to finish yeah, yeah. okay yep. and so with that said we leave madrid and next up is Polk City. Yeah, Polk City was um, one of the original towns in 73 with uh, Slater. Uh, true, I mean, it's a beautiful community yeah. uh, right right there in the middle of all the, the good that's, that's happening and, and kind of coming towards them. But uh, yeah, Polk City is a, they're excited. They're definitely very excited about the Ragbri this year. And from Polk City, then we get into what I would consider like kind of part of the metro. I mean, Ankeny, Iowa is a lot of population um, but a beautiful community. It is. And it's, it's, you know, it's almost Des Moines. I mean, you're, you're right there. The Ankeny is one of those communities that's growing very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the times we've driven in there, like, I see something new that like, I think it wasn't there the week before, but I'm sure it was kind of thing. But uh, yeah, a, you know, a very fast growing community. Uh, that'll be the last town before we punch into, um, into Des Moines. Um, it will be a spot too where we're kind of looking at the true counting of bikes that day. Oh. Um, because it is a, a 10 mile stretch from Ankeny in, into Des Moines and it's a straight 
great shot on your people's minds are going to melt highway 69, which is another major big highway. Um, but you know, I've always, you know, working for shields, I was always a big fan of the huge aerial shots of the stadiums when, when they're packed. And I think it'd be really, really cool to get this huge aerial shot of, you know, oh, yeah. the Ankeny Des Moines cool. day with all the bikes of the sea of bikes that are rolling in. And, you know, it's one of those things too, where, uh, if we're going to pull this off, we need everybody that's on route to help support us and help support these communities because, you know, the, the lollygagging or the, you know, the, the back of the Packers, like we need to be through these towns because, you know, with, with the state patrol helping us move the ride along that town and that community has to start opening up around the time that we're closing it down mm-hmm. um, because you're getting into that, you know, the afternoon hours where people are commuting back home and we, we know how, you know, it's not always a good thing to have cars and bikes kind of in the same area. So we want to get past Ankeny and get into Des Moines so we can uh, have our big party in Des Moines that night. Yeah. And there's, there's just as many good things on the route as when we get to Des Moines, let's enjoy all of them. Yeah. It's part of being good, good ambassadors of cycling. If you want to, if you want to think big about it. And speaking of big, Des Moines is the capital of our great state. I think this is a good stopping point right here. Um, let's, how about we push pause and start another episode to continue um, talking about the rest of the state. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike! bike.